The following podcast is a compilation of both games 4 and 5 from the Montreal Canadiens and Vegas Golden Knights playoff series. Due to the late nature of the games, we've decided to post both podcasts at a time where our fans can listen in more attentively and get a better response from us. Welcome back to the Habs Puck Drop Podcast. This is Game 4 of the Montreal Canadiens and Vegas Golden Knights series right after the game. It's pretty late, but um, you know we'll try and get our thoughts out here. Uh, first, you know, first thoughts on yeah, the refs. What do you think? I mean, not as bad as they were on paper. There was yeah. less penalties overall, but... Um, you know, still a lot. Well, that's part of the problem. Yeah, the problem. So, like, but I, but I'm saying at least all, it's it's both sides yeah. now. You know, it's yeah. not uh, we see one side has seven penalties and one doesn't. I think what we were talking about last game kind of came to fruition. Like, you know, it's clearly not a conspiracy against the Montreal Canadiens. It's just bad refing, and like I think that's this it. game's much better at, at illustrating that because like they missed some huge calls on both teams. And like now, I just think that these guys are just incompetent. Like I don't well, think it's. It. I, I almost feel like there's a there's a midpoint of like they don't want to call anything because they know they're gonna get um, almost harassed, mm. but they also want to call everything because like you were talking about, there's kind of this brotherhood of like yeah. we run this league. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the the big news going into the game was uh, Leonard is playing. Flurry was out yeah. after last game's kind of mistake. Um, you know, I don't think it's so much a punishment to Flurry as it is. I think it's giving him a break to maybe reset. We know with the C- the series, not you know, this wasn't an elimination game. It's all it's like guaranteed to go back to Vegas. So maybe they're kind of letting him rest up for the home fans, and like we'll see Flurry in the next game. Yeah. Is it just me, or do you find Robin Leonard's attitude to this kind of bug you? I don't like Robin Leonard's approach to the NHL. He, I, I find a lot of the time, given that he took a very, you know, like unorthodox route, I find he, he, <laughs> well, it is he, you know, he, he probably was like about five years later than when he would have liked to, yeah. so like basically got a starting role because of his uh, personal issues. Yeah, exactly, and and also just teams not believing. I think he was on what was it? It was Buffalo and Ottawa and New York. I think and I'll say that's one scary dude. Oh, he's massive. He's six four. He's two fifty. He's like he's yeah. a big Swedish Viking. Yeah. But no, the, the thing with him is I think that he's got this kind of like chip on his shoulder that like, you know. Not disgruntled, but almost just like he he just he's seen the NHL for what it is kind of on the inside, and he doesn't like it. Yeah. Even though like it's 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 very difficult for you know they're throwing millions of dollars around, and yeah. so when you're yeah. when you're looking at a guy who's had such a hard you know time with like keeping his health up and like substance abuse, like it's hard to invest in these as people. disgruntled as you can be with this league. It pays you millions of dollars to stand between two pipes. So like exactly. I I wouldn't be that disgruntled, but I don't know. I find. You know, it's not even his approach to the league that I was more inferring. It's more his approach to, like, just the management of the Vegas Golden Knights. Like, I find he's, like, a very, like, fuck this, fuck that. Well, that's it. I, I, I yeah. keep it synonymous. But to the when league, I say too, the league like, and the he's very negative with the whole there. system of yeah. it. Like, he's very negative with the league in general, too. And, like, yeah. that bugs me, too. But I, I mean, specifically in the press conference, even with the press, where he was like, I get yeah. here two hours early for you guys to talk shit about me. Yeah, that's, that's like, what I mean. I'm, the, the only thing I'll give is maybe that's the kind of thing that, like, amps him up. Yeah. But, like, again, it's it's a very... Like, no uh, one, he has to understand, no one in the press is honestly out to get him personally. Well, like, he has it. to just, he's like, it's just the press. He's just not a very agreeable person. Yeah, that's he, thinks, just, he takes very, things very personally, I find. Yeah. It's very frustrating, but I, I can see that 
I can see him and Marc Andre Fleury like, really not getting along. Yeah, which well. is which just, is difficult because you have two starters. Yeah, and Marc Andre Fleury is like it's because Marc Andre Fleury is just the polar opposite of that guy. I mean, like he's a very positive, he's the greatest showman. Yeah, very positive, very down to earth guy. Robin Leonard's like just very like he just looks like a grumpy fuck yeah. all the time. Like, well, that, that's it. And like, so, are you ever happy? Well, there's also a reason why that Fleury's seen more success in his career. Yeah, Here, that's it. Because physically and athletically. Leonard has the advantage. Well, yeah, I mean, Marc Andre Fleury has basically everything stacked against him. Yeah, and anyway, we'll we'll jump in period by period here. So the first period, not not much to report. Shots were eleven to four in favor of the Habs. Um, forecheck was great, like we said, five on five the whole time. Very few penalties. Um, just just very different from what we're used to seeing from the Habs. Kind of like a very hot start right away, and. Uh, I would have liked to see them get an early lead because, you know, as, as we know how this game ends up going, goals were hard to come by. Yeah. But, um, you know, I was happy with the intensity they brought. Yeah, I, I think their forecheck was basically, you know, what got us through Winnipeg and, you know, made us come back from Toronto. And, like, that's those games where you just know we're, we're going to get something. It was weird in in the sense that we just weren't used to Robin Leonard, and uh, you know having a body that big in the net is just something we're gonna have to adapt to if they want to if they play him in Game Five. But um, you know, I think our forecheck, if we sustain that throughout the rest of the series, like it's bound to happen. I think this was maybe just a bit more of a fluke. Um, but defensively, like holy crap, did we play well? I mean, yeah. I, when we did make a mistake, it hurt us. And That's I mean, how few of the mistakes were. Yeah, like our big four, obviously I expect everything from them, and they always deliver defensively, but it's more our our, our forwards. Like the back-checking is just yeah. incredible. Like especially that Lekin and Dano Gallagher line. With with every game that goes by, I notice more and more how everyone's kind of buying into this five-man-up, five-man-back system. Yeah, um, yeah it, it's just... it's. You know, to a certain degree, it's boring to watch, but the Habs are that team that can kind of mix the two very well, where when they, when they do get the offense going, it's a very fun team yeah. to watch, but when they don't, it almost looks like the Islanders, yeah. weirdly, so... Yeah, when we... Yeah, I completely agree with that. I'm just going to, like, rephrase it so, like, it kind of sounds like my own thought. <laughs> but, like, yeah, like, we're boring because we have the defensive strategy of the Islanders... But when we're producing, we're actually interesting to watch because we have this crazy burst well, that like no yeah, other team in the league it. has the, except maybe the Avalanche. The, the best way I uh, it's, again, this is not so much that I I'm thinking this on the spot, but this is just something you kind of notice is like the Habs have this very um, like rope-a-dope style where they basically you know gas you out in your own zone and then just take off the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminds me a lot, actually, of, for those, I mean, who hasn't seen the movie Coach Carter, but basically where he spends the entire, what, first, like, half of the year, they don't even do, like, basketball yeah, it's drills, cardio. it's just all cardio, and then they get to the game, and, like, the other team just can't keep up, mm-hmm. it's like, you can suck if you want, but, like, they're gonna be gassed, <laughs> but then when you mix in some talent, it's it's perfect. Yeah, so. and then you, you gas those top two lines that are basically on every team. The only team that has any, like, monicum of depth that we've seen so far is Vegas, and, like, you know, when you gas those top two lines out uh, by by just pinching the puck against the boards yeah. and, and cycling it around in our own zone, what ends up happening is those lines 3-4 come out, but for us, lines 3-4 are equal to line 1-2. Yeah, basically. So, like, it, it, it's, well, that, that's uh, that's it. what we're capitalizing. It's a four-headed monster. Yeah. Also, 
on that note of the burst out of our zone, I mean, here we go with Paul Byron again. Yeah, jumping like, to the second there right yeah. away. It's like, it, it's... How many times has this guy done this? I, I don't know how many breakaways this guy has in the playoffs. And, like, like, he doesn't cheat. That's the thing. No. It's like, he starts the play in the same spot. He just... He's gone. He's uncatchable. Like, it, it's insane. Like, like the, his, his takeoff speed is insane. So, like... I know Yvonne Cornoyer was known as the Roadrunner, but, like, I would not be surprised if he gets called, like, Roadrunner 2.0. Because, like, the guy, I don't get it. He's, like, the smallest dude in the league, and he's just absolutely gone. His top-end speed is one of the fastest, and his takeoff speed is probably top two or three. Yeah, The only guy I can see being faster than him is is probably Barzal and McDavid. Like in so terms like of elite company to be, yeah, in. And, and I mean McDavid in terms of top end speed and Barzal in terms of quickness, yeah. and I think in terms of speed he's kind of in between yeah, the, the two. Foot race he's definitely top close. end speed faster than Barzal. Barzal's yeah, just very agile. McDavid obviously like runs away with it, but in terms of top end speed, but he's a very agile player. I mean, just he takes off from basically dead stop and he's at top end speed in like half a second that's it 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 always looks like he's shot out of the cannon so just to give people a description for those who didn't watch suzuki chips it up to byron who's already you know full speed basically gets it at the blue line goes in just goes top shelf on robin leonard um you know it was just it was such a like perfect ball like paul byron goal too Um, we were talking about this too it's like early on in the season when we had some uh shootout uh uh, decisions and we kept seeing Paul Byron there. Yeah, a lot of people, including myself, were like, "What the fuck is Paul Byron doing out I there?" Know. But you look at his his uh, breakaway percentage, uh, and it's you know it's no no wonder why they no exactly. We always forget that like they they know what they're doing. I think every single <laughs> one of his goals this playoffs have been on the on the on the breakaway. Yeah, I, I I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so, yeah. and it's if not, it's a two on one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the Habs would be leading 20-12 to 12 in shots after the second. This this period was the only one we really saw penalties, which was up and down. I mean, Weber and Nosek got unsportsmanlike offsetting minors. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is there. I, I think if you're going to call offsetting unsportsmanlike, just don't call it. Yeah, it was offsetting, though, on a board on Weber, which is like, that yeah, annoyed well, that, me, that's but it. still, it's... That's what I mean. Yeah. If you're gonna call, if you're not gonna call a penalty, offsetting minors is just to cool yeah. the guys down. It just bugged anyway. me that it wasn't offsetting because of the board. Like yeah. it was offsetting because Weber reacted Re- to the board yeah, and Nozek reacted to the reaction. Well, that's you know? it. And then we had two legitimate penalties. We had yeah. Suzuki getting called for hooking and Martinez getting called for interference. Mm-hmm. They were both like that. That's it. It's like softer penalties, yes, but like penalties nonetheless. And like I think they still have to call something. Oh yeah, for so, sure. So like. Um, you know, there. I mean, no harm, no foul in terms of both teams went 0 for 1 on the power play. Yeah. So, um, jumping into the third there, the Habs uh, would give up a goal from Brayden McNabb um, that tied the game up 1-1. The third, they really turtle-shelled. Like, they slowed down a mm-hmm. lot. You could tell the Canadians kind of uh, got on their heels a little. Yeah. There's um, nothing worse than when this, when this team has a one nothing lead going into the third. It's just soul-crushing. Like, yeah, it's it's just you. So at the same time, you don't know what else to tell them except to turtle shell. You know what I mean, because well, like it. they're clearly the offense isn't really working right now, and you really don't want to get caught deep, especially against a team like Vegas where they have like, you know, their offense is struggling. Like their their I mean like their actual offense, not their team offense. The forwards, yeah. The forwards, I mean, um, but you don't really want to run that risk of allowing like an odd man rush with Stone and Pacioretty. Or you know, Tuck and Patrick. Well, it's it. It's like it's it's you're you're eventually gonna push your luck. You mm-hmm. know, it's like the the more chances you give them. That's why whenever we go on the penalty kill, obviously, like 
Vegas has a horrible yeah, power play. Yeah, I noticed play. you do that. I always say this. <laughs> it's almost like a test with Jesse, but whenever they go on the power play, I go like, whatever, their power play sucks. Yeah. I don't really care. And he's always like uh, skeptical sitting there. He's like, eventually, he's like, like it's... yeah, but you know, uh, you look at the players on the ice. Yeah, and, uh, it doesn't. It, it is. It doesn't make just, sense. It's, it's like, like it doesn't like... make sense, and like you just you don't want to push your luck in terms of like, yeah, their power play sucks, and our power and our penalty kills great, but it it's still a percentage. I know, thing. and it's they still a... have those players yeah, on. And, the and it's not a guarantee. All of a sudden, you know, if you give up three power play goals to tuck Pacioretty and Stone. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, like, you have to be careful again. It, it honestly, their power play, the Vegas power play, makes about as much sense as if Tampa Bay, uh, Tampa Bay's power play sucked. I mean, yeah. like, they have about equal weapons in terms of shooting capability. Yeah. No, I completely you know, like, agree. Tampa Bay is a bit of an edge just because of, like, the, probably literally just because of Kutrov. Hedman, like, I, I just see offsetting with the, with the D that... that that Vegas has. I mean, yeah. Hedman's but, obviously but the Hedman, best. Hedman walks the blue line and controls. I know he's insane. Hedman's anyone in the. Oh league. yeah, no. Hedman's like by far the best defenseman in the league. Like yeah. by far, like the person in second just doesn't even come close. But I just mean in terms of the rotation that Vegas yeah. can use with Petrangelo and Theodore and Martinez, like the, those guys, like they don't have that on Tampa Bay. Like, no, like they have Hedman and he'll run the two minutes, but like, and like maybe Sergeyev and Sergeyev too, but you know, like uh, Hedman's the more comparable there. But again, like you have Patrick, you have Stone, you have Carlson, you have Marcus. So you have Tuck. Like, where are these guys? Riley. Like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'll take no, it. I, I, I get it. And then, and it's not just against us. They suck against us. Yeah, no, it was just like, they well, really I mean, suck against for us. those who <laughs> even listened to the pregame. I mean, we were talking about how mm-hmm. we said like really the, the power play and penalty kill is going to be the difference maker in this series, yeah. and it, so far it is. Um, yeah. So yeah, then we go to overtime. I mean, the Habs would finish the game before overtime, leading twenty eight eighteen in shots. Um, you know, it was a very short lived overtime. The Habs took no shots, um, gave up three, and then Nick Roy buried one. Very uncharacteristic goal from the Canadians. They yeah. kind of just allowed him to just stand in front of the yeah. net. It literally looked like it was Carey Price versus the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah. Like he he kicked two pucks off his pad, then was like like rummaging around in his crease, and then tried to die for the puck. And I was like, where is everybody? No, I know. It you was know, like, very like Roy got like three shots against Price, and then just buried it top shelf. And I was like, yeah. It, it was just, it was frustrating to watch because that's so unlike us. And there was, yeah. there must have been some kind of miscommunication. It was weird too, because if you look at our line on the ice, it does, makes even less sense. It yeah. was Sherratt, Weber, Lekkinen, Byron. I know, that's and why. Dano. I think there was a miscommunication. Like not somewhere. even Gallagher on the ice. It was Byron, Lekkinen, and Dano. Yeah, so like, just someone didn't pick up their man. That's yeah. what happened. And I mean, look, it, it's going to happen once in a while. We can't, that's the thing. Like, as Jesse said with the Vegas power play, like we couldn't keep winning an overtime like that, especially given our overtime record. Yeah, we were like six and zero in the playoffs yeah. or something. We it was like, bound to happen. We had like thirteen overtime losses in the regular season. So. It, yeah, there. And and again, like it's it's unfortunate because it ties the series two to two, but you know we're we're a better road team anyway. So yeah, I, we'll we'll, I we'll see. I we, it's a tied series, but I I don't know. I just I. I, I feel, feel like we're on, still leading. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel on why. edge, really. Yeah. I think it's because we won back-to-back games. Yeah. And, like, we didn't lose back-to-back games kind yeah. of thing. But, you know, we each team stole a series, so Game five's crucial. Yeah. Might be also do is I feel like this offsets Game 3, because, like, Game 3, that, that was, like, Vegas's game. This yeah. was this felt like we won this game, but Vegas kind of took it, so it's kind yeah, of we, like a Yeah, they stole yeah, the game. Yeah. I mean, Leonard definitely stole it. I, we have the final stats here. Yeah. So Leonard was a 964. Price was a nine oh five, so yeah, which is like crazy to think that like that's now a bad game for Price. Yeah, that's exactly. You know, and it's and like it just you know you have to keep in mind that it's two goals, so like 
you know, especially on like a low shot count, like that can be misleading. That's but it. Robin Leonard definitely really clogged that net. Yeah, like, he he really kept them in there. Because, um, you know, Vegas won 56.5% of the faceoffs. The Habs almost doubled Vegas in hits, though. So, you know what? It's, again, it's, it's a game to forget, mm-hmm. definitely. But, um, you know, moving on into game five, the, the way I want to look at it anyway is, you know, last year against Pittsburgh we had a best of three and everyone who was opposed to a best of three was open. I, I forget what the player, what the exact number of players, but I remember Carey Price was voted the player in the league. Everyone least likely wanted to play in a three game series because he can just go off at any point. And like that, this is the situation we find ourselves in. We're now in a three game series to get to the Stanley cup and we've got Carey Price. Yeah. So while it was a game that kind of was, you know, tough pill to swallow, um, I think going forward there's a lot of confidence. Like you even said, doesn't feel like a loss. Yeah, the scary weirdly. thing, the scary thing too with Price is that he hasn't faltered once in 15 games. Like that's the thing. Like a three-game series. I don't think he will. That's a sure. I don't, bet. I don't think we'll see him falter. Me either. I don't think so either. The I, only falter was that goal from Petrangelo a few games ago. Yeah. And maybe one from that weird one from Logan Stanley back in oh, the yeah, Winnipeg yeah, series. Oh yeah, Winnipeg series. But other than that, yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's been honestly rock solid. Like a nine oh five for him, which is over his regular season stat. That's yeah. like uncharacteristic of him in the playoffs. Yeah, it was. It was, it was a technically like a very bad. Game and like for the him. the goal in overtime, like. It, that's one of those ones where you're like, oh, that goes on Carey Price's stack. Exactly. You know I mean, like it's, it's like you look at that goal, you're like, come on, guys. Yeah, it's, it should be split four ways amongst the players yeah. on the ice. But anyway, um, we'll, we'll, you know, it'll be a little shorter, a little late night. Yeah. But uh, we will catch you guys on the next game. It'll be game five in Vegas. Uh, just feeling feeling good, honestly. Yeah. I think they're gonna rally from this a little bit. Yeah. I'll, I'm. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. I'll say more uh, in the uh, next game. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll catch you guys next time. Hello and welcome back to the Habs Puck Drop Podcast. This is the June 22nd game against the Vegas Golden Knights. This is game five. Stuttering already from oh, a lack of God. sleep. Yeah, very, very late night. Um, this will be a quick one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> quick one. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so what were your... Th- yeah, I, I, I touched on last podcast my thoughts going into this game. Um, to be honest, I was a little worried going back to Vegas because I think that, um, you know, I think Sean Avery said it best in our first road game against Vegas. This didn't feel like a road game for the Habs because the crowd was going to gas us up just as much as it did Vegas because mm-hmm. we hadn't played in front of fans. But I was worried going into this game that uh, this would be the game where home ice advantage actually matters for Vegas because we're used to the fans now and it doesn't, you know, like pump us up as much. But uh, boy, was I wrong. Yeah, no, I I think this was one of the best games they played so far playoffs. in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, you know, news going into the game was that Flurry was given the start again, so that's kind of what we touched on. Where I think it confirms, like he was just being given a game off just yeah. to kind of collect himself. Um, I shouldn't have done. Experiment it. failed, <laughs> but uh, yeah, basically, I I there's enough to talk about stats wise that I think we just have to jump into the scoring app first. So another period. Of Carey Price not giving up a yeah. goal in the first, but the man, the myth, the legend, Jesperi Kotkaniemi, tying Crosby and uh, Gretzky for most goals in the playoffs under the age of 21 with his ninth uh, in his career. It's his fifth this year in the playoffs from Byron and Anderson. Um, that's the kind of goal I expect from that yeah. line. I mean, 
you know, great pass from Paul Byron to find uh, Josh Anderson. What a what a playoff that and, guy's had. Yeah, honestly. and then Anderson with the you know really really strong move across the crease and you know enough uh, force on the back end to have it squeak out. Caught Kniemi having a good you know drive to the net, buries it on basically an open cage. So starts the game off strong, and you can kind of get a vibe for when the Canadians are going to score a lot of goals. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I had a feeling they were going to be more high scoring this night. Yeah, it's just like sus- the sustained pressure, and like it yeah. feels almost like it's just a wave after wave after wave. And, and wave. that's it. It's like it's when you see all the lines kind of getting getting going, basically. Um, so just looking at the first period, it's a four-game um, point streak for Byron. Yeah, there you go. And and Paul Byron also got a cross cross checking penalty in the first uh i think that was fair it was yeah quite the cross check yeah, <laughs> but again um i think we're you know the refing i will just talk about it very briefly was not as bad no it wasn't as bad they again they missed things it's new refs though playoffs they missed things but it's also new refs it's new refs so i as long as you know as long as uh you know we got the idea that this stuff doesn't go unnoticed which clearly it doesn't because those refs were taken off the game and they're not going to apparently not going to be uh, doing game 6 either so okay, that's you know good. that's that's good news um yeah so just jumping into the second uh we got a goal from Eric Stahl assist Great from uh, Suzuki into what Foley a shot. phenomenal shot for Eric Stahl we were laughing because Eric Stahl looks like someone who's just so over it like he's excited <laughs> but you he's obviously excited but you can just tell this is almost like he's like, well, yeah, I'm gonna score. It's hockey. Yeah, you know, it's it's very funny to just see how he just almost looks like uh, he's punching in his time card a little bit, yeah. but he's scoring goals he's in got the NHL like, playoffs. It's yeah. like it's so weird. He's got like a resting face of Jeff Petrie. Yeah, but I feel like he's more like Carey Price. Like, no, I, feel I like, like he's more just agree. super calm. Uh, yeah, he's an interesting character. Yeah, and then uh, not four minutes later. Um, on the power play, we get a goal from Cole Caulfield, assists from Suzuki and Perry. And this was a goal, too, that, you know, Suzuki backchecks, gets the puck from Stone, of all people, yeah. chips it up to Perry, who just makes an unbelievable pass to Caulfield. Yeah, and, like, Caulfield, at this point, we know he's not missing. Yeah. You know, he's not... If you notice, he hasn't whiffed over the puck in a few games. Um, yeah, we had... That, that I believe, was on the uh, Nick Roy high-sticking penalty... Um, what a pass from Perry, though. Holy yeah, Mary. Weber and Theodore would both take penalties. I don't really remember. I think it was... Well, oh, I have it here. Weber's a hooking call. Oh, yeah. Um, that was a big one. It that was, was the, like to save the, yeah, the break, to save there, the break which was smart. And I, I don't even remember at this point the Theodore cross-checking one. I know it was in front of the net. It was Lekkanen. Yeah. But, like, Lekkanen I don't, drew two. I he think. drew two that, like this game. So, I... Whatever. Yeah. I mean, the, they're calling like just the, the blatant ones now. Which again, like it just it saves us the time of having to talk about the power plays and the penalty kills. As, I just want them to get the big ones. Exactly. And honestly, let most of these hooks go, unless it's obviously like a breakaway, like Weber's. You can't obviously let those go. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Keep the roughness there. Just make sure guys aren't getting hit in the numbers, and make sure there's no cross checks to the face or high sticks. Well, that's yeah, all that, that's exactly it. And I think you know, it, or it was, punches like Suzuki. Yeah, exactly. Suzuki punched in the was, face. That like, was that's ridiculous. Just, um, yeah, then going to the third, we had Pacioretty scoring a goal off the face-off, which they allowed too many of those off the face-off yeah. chances. But I don't know how, like, how do you go about stopping those? They Besides just, winning a face-off, which you can't do it every time. But the thing is, it's hard because the reason that works so well is because we're trying to run our breakout play, and they're trying to run their, like, yeah. 
their clogging play is designed for when we're trying to win the faceoff. So, like, you can't have a winger, um, you know, going up through the middle of the circle if he has to get to his boards mm-hmm. for a breakout. So, yeah. it's like, it just opens up that quarter second. Because you yeah. saw Patch Reddy took two swings at it. He had time. Um, and it's I, like, again, do you open the lane or do you clog the lane? I'm, with price and net, I'm open saying it. open the lane. Yeah. But just make sure the guy can't carry it into the low slot. That's I the agree. only thing. But, again, a lot of these... Goals are coming from Price's far corner side. Yeah. So, like, it's, it's they, they can't open those lanes. Yeah, it, well, that's it. And, again, I mean, one I, something has to get through. This is, one of those, this is one of those things where it's just it's going to happen with these big teams. It's these They're all big bodies on Vegas, yeah. and, like, he, they're just going to block these, these, these lanes. And Well, that's it. And, again, I, it was at this point, it was 3-1 in the game in the third period. I just wanted us to, like, yeah. play the third period. We're going to really notice it on the road, I think, and hopefully we don't have another road game. But I'm just saying, like, at home when they get the last change, like, we can't get Deno on those on those straws in, in yeah. our zone. In the Bell Center, you know, we'll just throw Deno in there. Exactly. And, uh, and hopefully get rid of those. But. And, yeah, I mean, then uh, Suzuki from Toffoli, the empty nets. That's a three-point night from Suzuki. It's got to burn a little being in Vegas because... Yeah, it's huge. You know, it's also, like... That was an underlying story for this. It was ve- I was like Suzuki versus Pacioretty, who's going to be more impactful. And I mean, mm-hmm. Suzuki's now got what thirteen points in sixteen games, yeah. so he's he's absolutely killing it. Um, Carey Price tonight bounced back nine sixty three. Yeah. Still uh, a weak showing by yeah. his standards. <laughs> and like a nine sixty th- a nine sixty three with like, like some, some, some big saves. Yeah, some massive yeah. saves. That one across crease from yeah. Riley Smith. Yeah. Um, there's there's a couple good glove saves. Uh, just he, he the guy's dynamite. His glove is like a fight. Venus flytrap. I know it's <laughs> unbelievable. It, he just, just like closes it on the puck. I know. Just, yeah, I don't even see it. And Mark Andre Fleury eight eighty. Um, yeah, rough night. Not a great showing from him again. Uh, I I don't I think they might go just back so, to Leonard next. I game. I mean they'd be nuts if they didn't go back to Leonard. But the thing is I, you know I I don't want, I don't like criticizing other teams because it sounds like we're in a you know, a, a in a lock, and I don't want it to sound that way with the superstition. But I, I with Flurry, like it just seems like he's flopping all over the place. Like yeah. he's just not like if you look at that Price's is flurry, play though, right but now, the, but that is Flurry. I know, but like he usually has it like more controlled. Like he looks more like Dominic Hasek right now. I I know I I'm saying like I that that's Flurry. I know, I, but it's just, he's, usually he's like, he's, he's quick. He usually he doesn't bite as quick. Do you know what I, I mean? Know. Like he bites on everything right now, and I I, it's just odd. Maybe it's because he hadn't played us this regular season. But um, if you look at Price, which like obviously polar opposite goalie, but he is literally it looks like his skates are on tracks around the the crease. He just like moves in a perfect semicircle around the crease. Well, that, but that's it. Is like I think it's it's he's a lot more of a positional goaltender. Mm-hmm. Um, just to kind of prove why these things don't particularly win games. Montreal won forty two percent of the faceoffs tonight. They out hit Vegas and they shot less than Vegas and they won four to one. Yeah. So um, you know, there's there's certain things to be said about that. But uh, I think the big thing is the fact that Vegas still went over two on the power play. We went one for two. No, it's huge too. Just before you finish that, is they had Chandler Stevenson back today, yeah. and we creamed them. And so. the, the the problem I think Vegas has, and the Canadians are guilty of this too. You and I were talking about this actually in between uh, the second there. Um, changing lines during the game, barring injuries, is probably the dumbest thing I've seen a team do because it's like you have to now learn on the fly the little intricacies that like you know guys have. 
And we saw it a few times when the Canadians would do it that, um, you know, someone will dump it in and the guy's not chasing. And, you know, it's and I noticed it with Vegas tonight where Stevenson was playing on a different line and, like, you know, Roy was playing with Pacioretty and Tuck. And it it was just... it looked yeah. uncomfortable, and it looked like a panic mode. You know, I was, I was like, contemplating that for a while, because, like, it's not the first game they've done that. Like, they've done it, they did it especially in game two. Yeah. So, I, the only time I've seen that work, like, in my lifetime, which we obviously haven't seen that many cups, but, um, you know, the only time I remember that working is with Pittsburgh's run. Like, Pittsburgh could shuffle the lines, but again, like, they have Sidney Crosby at Guinea Malkin. Well, th- that's what I was going to say that, is that I think sh- they're not shuffling the lines, but they're basically seeing, they, they know the puck's on Sidney's yeah. stick, and they know it's on a Guinea stick. Yeah, it's like, if Who you can put a guy, are... yeah, you can you can mess with, with, mess with that, that's my mm-hmm. point, it's just like, when you have a team full of, you know, B-plus players, like, you don't really have, like, you need to rely on chemistry. I mean, like, well, that's it. Army of Perry stall works because of chemistry. It doesn't work because each one of them can run that line. Like, well, that's it, it. it just they doesn't need work. each other, and that's why you got to keep that line together, yeah. particularly. Um, but overall, honestly, like, fantastic game. Like, they played so well. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm lost for words a little because we're up 3-2. Yeah, um, I know. I, one win away from the Stanley Cup final. If we did that at home, oof. which would be at like I, I don't even want to know what the city would look like. I'm more worried morning. about the city. Yeah. If any of you guys that go to these things are listening, like just cool it. Down. Yeah. Like it's honestly, like it makes us flip. look so bad. You don't have to, I, I just I don't understand like the the cheer in the, the streets. Go on your balcony yeah. and go honk your horn. Go your, honk the yeah, horn. It's like don't, don't start don't, flipping cars like, and I just burning don't get buildings. Like, I don't get. I know. It's insane. I, I don't think those people actually are Habs fans. Like it's, no, it's probably just people finding an excuse to just let out anger. Like we've seen a million times. Yeah, like remember Vancouver? Yeah, Holy exactly. Crap. But but yeah. honestly, um, not much to complain about. Suzuki was on another level tonight. Um, I'm just excited to go back to Montreal. Kind of let's hopefully just wrap this up. I don't want to give any inkling of hope to them, yeah. uh, and then just start preparing for the finals. Can you imagine what those tickets are going to go? Oh my! I don't want to think about it. Yeah. Completely sick to my Completely stomach. inaccessible to, to normal fans. Yeah, exactly. uh, not even normal fans, to hardcore fans. I yeah. mean, like completely inaccessible to anyone who hasn't like particularly. That's made the thing. It's like savings for you these know, like, things. I donate my kidney to go to one of these games, but it wouldn't I, be enough money. <laughs> I just don't know if I would like money to an extent here. You know, like I, I would spend a lot to go to the Stanley Cup Finals, Game Six, where we could potentially eliminate Vegas. And having to sit in the nosebleeds where you really don't have like a very good view of the game, I don't know if I'm willing to spend thirteen hundred US on that. I'll I'll put it this way: in this, I I agree with you. In the Stanley Cup Finals, if we let's say we're playing one of Tampa or New York, and we steal both home games, and then we um, basically if we're if we have a three game lead going into Game Four, if it's three nothing, I'm going to that game. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I I will go to any Montreal game of that series mm-hmm. the moment the Canadians get three games. Because, like, if I'm... It, it, that's the kind of thing. Yeah. But I, I couldn't go to a 2-2 series tie where the game is, like, to take a 3-2 lead. Yeah. I feel like if I had if I was going to go, I'd have to bite the bullet and obviously not get, like, a low red because, like, that would, like, basically I'd have to pull out a mortgage for yeah. that. But, like, it's that balance between, like, I don't want to spend $1,000 to have a shitty view. Mm-hmm. 
and I don't want to spend 4000 to have a mediocre view. Exactly. It has to be some kind of sweet spot, and it has to be the right game. The sweet spot yeah. is paying $80 a month for NHL TV at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And not getting uh, killed in the yeah, riot. Exactly. Yeah. So honestly, I, we're, we're getting to that point of the night where it's delirium. <laughs> um, so I'm going to... I'm going to go to bed. We will call this one here. But um, game six, potential elimination game for the Vegas Golden Knights. So you're them. saying Leonard and Ned? I, I think they're going to go back to Leonard. And I think that's going to show Flurry has been, you know, like he's almost been given the axe a little bit because they don't trust him. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna stick with Flurry just because I think they want him to die by his own sword kind of thing if it does go that way. Um, also, he's a pretty clutch goalie in terms of like he needs to be like in a, a position to be very clutch though yeah. like not just an average playoff game yeah. but like elimination games he tends to be pretty good so i think they're going to stick with their guns and go with flurry because it'll also give them a good excuse to kind of move on from a miss offseason yeah that's true yeah. so um we will catch you guys game six and sleep well technically tomorrow yeah thank you for listening to the habs puck drop podcast you can email us your thoughts questions and suggestions through our email at habspuckdrop at gmail.com or direct message us on Instagram at habspuckdrop. We'll see you next time.